This is where our story begins, and this is where we determine, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? Travelers, it's Monday afternoon, evening, and that means it's time for Willow to Dice! Yay! Yay! I am Tirt the DM, the world's okayest DM, and I'll be your guide through this adventure known as In Search of Heroes. Uh, before we begin, just a couple quick things. First and foremost, we offer mature audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Secondly, Alice... Hi everyone, apologies tonight, I am sick. But, also, some of us may be, uh, we at Will of the Dice do not encourage the use of nicotine products such as cigarettes, cigars, and vaping. Uh, though some of us may be users of such products, do as we say, not as we do. Nicotine is a harmful and addictive substance, and we want all of you out there to be happy and healthy. If you are looking to quit or trying to quit, there are resources out there, and we support you in that endeavor. Lock. Hi gamers, I'm Locke Clark, and I'm going to take a moment tonight and talk to you first about our musicians, those lovely and talented people who make our highs high and our lows low. They bring us up, they bring us down, and they make the whole game better. Tonight, those musicians are Kevin McLeod, Jeff Farber, Dwergar. And our very own Patrick Taylor. Thanks for killing your Patrick wherever you might. Oh, no, wait, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's guesting tonight. This is my attempt to try to lure him into playing full time on Mondays to join us in the dark side. All right, uh, Patrick. This program was made possible by contributions to our Patreon from viewers like you. Thank you. Should you like to contribute to our Patreon, please visit patreon.com forward slash W-O-T dice. There you will find more content such as After the Rolls, a show where we talk about the current season of shows premiering on the Twitch channel for Will of the Dice. We also have monthly merchandise drawings for our subscribers. Awesome. That's all the uh, housekeeping. Let's get into introductions. Hi again, everyone. I'm Alice, the voice of Karana, the pink tiefling ranger, who is hopefully not a werewolf. I can't remember if she got bitten in the last battle. Who knows? Uh, and you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky at Captain Cupcake. Hi, gamers. I had to I had to double check where I'm at in the order tonight because we have more people. Um. Uh, I, I abide being Locke Clark, and, um, I'm using a thesaurus, can you tell? Um, <laughs> I'm tired of saying continue. Um, anyway, yeah, so I'm playing Jorvik Bramblebeard. He is a, uh, a dwarf. He is four foot seven. Um, uh, he is a Path of the Giant Barbarian, so he gets real big when he, when he rages, and, um, 
Um, he's 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 just a lovable himbo who wants the best for everyone and is just a little fed up with getting dicked around everywhere they go. Uh, and you can find me a he him. Also, Jorvik is a he him. All over the social medias uh, at Lock Unruly. That's Lock with an H. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's me, Patrick, a he they playing Genevieve, a soon to be introduced character that I will give more information about when she's introduced. But I'll tell you that her pronouns are she, they. And you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. Hi, yes, this is Ames and playing Ira tonight. Uh, we are both she, her. Ira is a four and a half foot tall Dwergar. She's kind of a matronly build, a little bit bow legged. She's got white hair across the top of her head that's always in a braid, and she's always carrying her spore staff, which just basically looks like a big piece of rotted wood that's covered in fungus. But uh, you can find me over on Twitter at LollyGFIFO. Hi, everybody. This is Christina. Tonight, I'm the voice of Keto, the 5'11 sea elf with iridescent skin and blue-black hair who's trying to be the best knight of the fey court that she can be both of our pronouns are she her uh you can find me on twitter at diamorska schooler or on blue sky at deadly kisses and you can find me on the twitters at tier underscore the underscore dm or blue sky tier the dm with that being said shall we can uh continue our jaunt into the world of in search of heroes as always tonight, our safe word is porcelain. If anything arises that you feel the need to uh, pause, please say the safe word. We will go to break. We will discuss. Go from there. All right. Any last requests before we begin? Can you make me better? No. Damn. Not the face? Oh, I'd sew the face tonight. As it is prone to do, the weather changes in the blink of an eye. The rugged mountaintop where Creep Gargarian resides becoming pelted with snow and high wind. The gate, having been destroyed in the initial battle, is flapping. Coming up the road is a lone figure on a strange-looking animal wrapped in furs. This lone figure will see the keep where they have been trying desperately to find and see the gate off its hinge. Well, that's not a good sign. They'll press forward pressing forward you will see five individuals standing in a circle of bodies you will see a dwergar a sea elf a tiefling a goblin and a dwarf I suppose that you're not blood hunters, then. Oh, uh, no, 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 free not. Um, you're not to. 
You're not a werewolf, are you? Oh, far from it. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Worried for a second, and he gestures at the bodies around. Are you aware of anything? I mean, we've seen some weird sheep on the way here, too. I like to wear clothes, but that's about as close as I can get. Oh, well, I mean, um, yeah. Sleeves are bullshit, but other than that. I mean, shirts are kind of bullshit, too, if we're really down about it, but, um. I mean, you know, you do you. I don't suppose that we might be able to go in. I would like to stow my traveling companion here in the wherever. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? We were we were just going to check out our horses. Um, I'm guessing that the, the stable. stable is um, that way because that's the way they took our wagon. And Jorvik will turn and start heading in the direction that he assumes the stable is in. The trek becomes almost difficult as the snow is piling quickly. The wind whipping, cutting, gnawing, biting. You will find your way to the stables. The horses that you have used to get up the mountain, they're secured, blanketed, and fed. There is an extra... They are they're alive. That that's okay. part of the secure part. Uh you'll find that there is an extra stable for your odd beast, uh Genevieve. Ah, oh, perfect. May, and, may I ask what this animal is called? Uh this a uh, camel. Chum <laughs> kinda of dust the snow off of uh off of Alice's hump. And uh Will uh, kind of dust the rest of the snow off and kind of unbridle her and start taking care of her to get her all packed into the sh- into the stable. And since Genevieve just said camel, Keto's gonna speak with animals and be like, "Camel, are are you warm enough? Do you need anything?" That's your name, I right? Say, my my name is Alice. Oh, you see, they named me Alice. It's a it's a name that can go both ways. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm warm. Okay. How are you? Not very warm, but that's okay. You need more fur. Yeah, see, that's the ticket. Definitely. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're okay, Alice. Um uh, excuse me, a uh, person uh it's not Camel. They say their name is Alice. Yes, that's what I said. Alice is a camel. Oh, that's the type of it. I'm not familiar with land animals. I'm sorry. It's quite all right. Um, Meanwhile, Jorvik has, from somewhere, found uh, an apple and split it into five pieces this time and and gives... um, uh, uh... I don't. Uh, Donnie, Joey, Jordan, and and Willie Pete uh, each a piece, and then offers them to Alice. (laughs) 
How many more strange creatures are there in this upland? She's just like looking at the candle. You're good. She's just kind of looking at the camel like this is the weirdest thing she's ever seen. There are plenty, trust me. Oh, sorry, where are my manners? Uh, I, my name is Genevieve, and you all are? Oh, uh, I'm Jorvik. Jorvik uh, Bramblebeard. Keto. Just Ira. Karana's not gonna speak up. When Karana doesn't say anything, Ira's just gonna kind of like nudge her a little bit. And this one over here is the strong silent type, but we call her Karana. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. Um, perhaps we might be able to go inside now, seeing as the snow is uh, piling up quickly. Of course, of course. Um, mind you, we don't like, live here. Uh, we were. I mean, you can I'm come go share guests. our room. We were guests. Do we really want to go back to our room? I mean, they did lock us in there. Yeah, but I there's nobody to lock us in now, and at least we're warm. Yeah, we do, should... you, do you want yeah. We should find a kitchen. I'm kind of hungry. Okay. There are Have no you been here Myself, no. I've oh. traveled from very far. This, there are no. Are you telling me that there are no blood hunters here? I, I mean, none there, that we've seen since um, the werewolves attacked. I was like, there was some when we got here, and then there was oh. like this whole like extra darkness thing, and 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 werewolves, and it's been a long day. I mean, it, it, I, yes, yes, but technically, it was night until just a few minutes ago, and now it's day. So it's been a short day, but it's and been a, but a it's, long it's night. Still very long. Yeah, it was a long night. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. I think the term you're looking for is a hard day's night. night. Ooh, that's good. Someone should write that down. We should find a bard. I bet that'd make a good song. Well, maybe we'll run into that bar again. <laughs> anyway, let's go be fine in the kitchen. Um, maybe back in that meeting room. I think there was something off to the side of it. Um, Jorvik will break a path through the snow using his um, wide stature to, to trench by by sh sort of shuffling his feet along the ground making a acting like a plow as he goes make your way into the keep proper the large chamber for gathering for dining for fellowship the magical fireplace is still ablaze the room warm and comforting ooh it's nice in here Maybe this is a good place to camp out. We can't get locked in here, right? Oh, yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, can we nicely. Can, are the doors sealable? Can we lock the doors? Or block them, at least? 
the Blood Hunters did say that they were expecting a great evil and that the werewolves were not the great evil. So, maybe they went to go fight the big thing and they'll be back. Until then, it was rude to lock us in a room and leave. And maybe that, it was for our protection. I mean, that's one thing, but if we were still locked in there, there'd be no one here to feed us. Here, give me an insight check. That is a 23. You're new to the upland, but you're not used new to pretenders. And those blood hunters that you originally encountered, you believe now that they were not blood hunters at all. Here's the thing. Um, I realize I, I'm, I'm not very familiar with all the ways of the uplands and all of these people, but I don't think even the, the first, she's going to like do air quotes, blood hunters we encountered yesterday were actually blood hunters. So I still feel like we need to bar, we need a way to bar the doors wherever we're staying. But basically we're locking ourselves in keep something out because I don't trust that this is over I don't they sent so many to take them out in the first place and then you know I, I doubt they're just gonna let it go that they didn't get to take over the keep um that's that actually makes sense now that I think about it I mean why would blood hunters have us transporting Werewolf. Living beings, yeah, that was weird. Experimentation, I don't know. Blood hunters are strange people. Genevieve, roll a history check. Eighteen. Genevieve knows that the blood hunters are notorious for capturing what they deemed to be monsters to find the most suitable, swiftest way to dispatch them. Uh, Genevieve will just shudder at the mention of experimentation and such and just kind of silently nod. Yes, they are um, very efficient in destroying what they think are monsters. Oh, I. Oh, all right. I can't no. really argue with the werewolves that we specifically encountered so far, considering we tried helping one of them and he attacked us anyway. Uh, that was right rude. No, it was. Rude. Lacking in good hospitality. So, I'm going to find a kitchen. Whip us up something. And Jorvik is going to go looking for the kitchen. Do people go help. with you? Corona will help. Anybody else going to the kitchen? Era will follow. Are, are we staying together or blocking the door? My vote is at least stay together. Okay. Let's get oh. some food, then we can work on blocking the door. You can't do that sort of thing on an empty stomach. We're, we're going this way. You want to go with? 
it seems that safety would be in numbers at this point. Go follow along. All right, Jorvik, since you're leading this party, give me an investigation check with advantage. First roll is a 16 plus nothing. Second is a four. So I'll take the 16. You find yourself to the kitchen and the less formal dining halls. There's four of them placed around the kitchen being the center hub of the wheel and spoke. The kitchen is packed for winter. There is enough food here to feed the entirety of the blood hunters throughout winter. Um, I go find a couple of loaves of bread. Okay. A knife. Um, and a few bricks of cheese and some butter. And I'm 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 just gonna start like mass producing a giant platter of grilled cheese. Grill me a cheese, Jorvik. <laughs> Oh, this will do nicely. Good and hearty for a snowy day. Nice and hot. We should well, probably get some meat in this, too. Yeah, while well, he does that, Ira would get out. She's got her bag of holding, so she's going to get out her normal cooking utensils. She's going to grab meat, potatoes, whatever's there. She'll start putting a, a stew together. Don't worry, lass. You know me. There's always a stew to be made. And so your meal will be made. Karana's gonna dunk her grilled cheese in the stew. Like you do. Uh, so as we're eating... So, um... Genevieve. What, um... What brings you... To the keep? Uh, I could ask. Ah, uh, well, um... You see... Uh, that's quite a long story that uh, I shall sum up for you very simply with a wave of my hand. Uh, and she will stand up. She has not taken any food. She hasn't taken any drink. Uh, she will stand up, take off uh, the furs, and revealing that it is just black robes, uh, and waving her hand over her face. The elven features will melt and disappear to reveal... Uh, solid bone. And her hands will be bone as well, as she is fully a skeleton. Um. Yeah, that's, um, ooh, uh. Okay, so, you don't hang out with pirates, right? Uh, no, I've never associated with a pirate. And you don't plan on eating our faces? No, uh, I don't plan on eating anything, actually. Okay. You don't happen to know anyone named Bob, do you? I can't say that I do. I know a Bill, but not a Bob. Well, then that's all good. All right, well, you're not going to eat our faces. That's that's all I need, really. I mean, kinda, I mean I'm, I'm partial to my face. No, no offense, I'd, I'd rather it not look like yours. Where would I put my beard? <laughs> I didn't have a... I'm gonna shut up now. 
it's uh, quite all right. I've I've been around for it feels like centuries now. Um, for I cannot discuss the specifics of the deal that were made or the contract it was signed with, but I used to be an elf, and now I am not. And I would like to seek the end of my employment with a certain. And you can see that, like, she's like kind of straining to even say more. Uh, not, not that she couldn't say more, but as if there was something magically preventing her from saying more. Wait, so, were you coming here for them to kill you? I was seeking a means to end my employment. However, that may be. Blood hunters are quite efficient at experimentation, as you have said, and they have been around for quite some time. I imagine they would have some knowledge of how to break this sort of thing. I just, I, I hear they're kind of bloodthirsty. That's quite ironic considering that I have no blood. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, um, just, uh, may I just um, say that you have great cheekbones. Top notch. The expressionless face just looks over at you and kind of tilts to the side and silently nods. Jorvik, you still have food on your plate. Right, you are. Right, you are. I should take to some. I should take care of that. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, but. My grandfather always said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothings at all. Is that the same grandfather you saw on the horse in the sky? Oh, no, I think that, that one had more grates on it, didn't it? Oh yeah, you know, definitely a lot more grates. Grandpa's the one that taught me how to knit. And taught me not to speak with a mouthful. Which you're doing right now. Oh, he wasn't a good teacher. The door will burst open. An armor-clad figure carrying a greatsword running forward. Pausing. Collapsing to their knees. Coughing. Blood splattering from their lips. Before they fall forward into death. Well, that is uh, hmm. And the people run over her little skeleton feet clickety-clacking across the floor and is going to very quickly cast uh, uh, Spare the Dying. Okay. Uh, Jorvik is going to go to the door and look to see if there's anybody else out there um, and then make a decision on whether or not to shut the door. The door they came from was an interior door. Looking in, you see a very posh office. That's... What was that? Yeah. How did... I'm confused. Kato's gonna come find out what Jorvik is confused about this time. It's a Door, Yorvik, what? She's well, gonna look in. What? My question is, what's bothering my brain is, 
that's a really nice office. Uh-huh. And this guy, who was rather hurt, uh-huh. came out of it looking like he was gonna run us off because he thought we were intruders. But if he's been in there the whole time, why did he die? And was he, I mean, like, was he just in there strapping on his armor and wasn't used to having to do it by himself and it took him a really long time because we ate a whole fucking lunch. Kato's gonna look to see if there's, like, a trail of blood or anything. There is a heavy <laughs> trail of blood. Okay, we'll follow it to the source. I mean, I mean, it's his, it, the source, you, but where it went to. It, you follow it to behind the desk. There's The chair is blood-soaked. It looks like he was sitting in the chair for a while. Do you see any marks on the chair or anything? Like he was stabbed through the chair or anything? Oh. But give me an investigation check. Keto. I was going to say Corona will also go inside and she's going to look up. You see a ceiling. All I got is okay. 10. Alright, so this guy was in the fight outside, got wrecked pretty hard, came Are here and went to his office to have a sit-down because he was tired, and then bled a bit and passed out for a while, but then heard us and jumped up and came running in just to fall down again. Does it look like there's two paths? Like he came in bleeding and then went out to the kitchen bleeding? Yes. Okay. Oh, it does? Because I just pulled that out of my arse. <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds reasonable. I'm going to look at the desk, like, to see if he wrote something down or was... Give me an investigation check. In particular. I'll, I'll help. Okay, with advantage. First one's a 13. Second one's a 12. 13. There's blood on the desk, but you don't see anything that would be legible writing. Piranha's we... going to follow the other trail. It leads outside. Just going to crack the door and peek through. It's a snowstorm. Just going to close the door and go back to everyone else. Thankfully, she has the blood trail to lead her to them. The individual began crawling towards you, Ira. Right. Who did this to you? Lycan. Not long. You will have to kill me. Oh, he's... As soon as Genevieve hears the word lichen, uh, she's going to cast Produce Flame, making a mode of flame into her hand, and just spike it down onto him on the ground. All right, roll an attack roll. Oh, we could have asked another question or two. 14. Won't pierce his armor. The, the flame wraps around his armor, and he growls... <laughs> What what are you doing? I thought you were saving the guy. 
Um, uh, go ahead, Ira. Um, when that when that happens, she's gonna step back a little bit and um, gonna hit him with chill touch. Meanwhile, Jorvik has picked up his the great sword that the guy dropped when he fell, and is walking up over him, preparing to bring it down and pin him to the floor with it. What'd you get on your attack roll, Ira? Okay, that is a 19. That will hit. Okay. Sorry, I'm also trying to take notes. Um, so that's going to be nine points of necrotic damage. They will surge forward, grabbing your wrist, pressing something into your hand before the chill touch consumes them. And a grunted, thank you, as they fall dead on the floor. That was a bit dramatic. She's going to look at her, in her hand, what it is. It is a 12-inch long scroll case with a series of rotating rings with runes on each ring. It's a cryptex. Oh, like like a cryptex. Ooh. Meanwhile, Jorvik has just got the great sword in his hands like this and is standing over the buddy. Ooh, well, I guess that takes care of that. Hmm? She's going to study it. Can she figure it out to, um, to open it? Give me a flat intelligence roll. It'll be hard without clues. That's a 14. Unfortunately, no. Not yet. Um, Jorvik, setting the great sword aside, um, starts unbuckling the guy's armor and pulling it off of him and searching him while he's doing it. Okay. Kido wants to go through the desk, like through the drawers, like if there's any open or anything. Okay. Investigation check. Well, it's a desk. Do you walk around She's just asking what Ira has. He gave me a scroll case, but it has some kind of lock on it with some symbols I don't understand. We may need to look around. I don't know if it would be something we could find... Then Sertus, she'll show her the, the scroll case. Karan is going to wordlessly go into the office and start looking at the desk herself. All right. So, Jorvik, what'd you roll on your investigation? Thirteen. Uh, you find the armor, uh, the corpse, and five gold pieces. Great friend. Well, you're not going to need any of this anymore. Sorry about your lot in life. And then once he has fully stripped the corpse, um, he's going to uh, pick up the, or grab the body by the ankles and drag it to the door. Okay. 
and then toss it outside. And then he's going to start looking at how to bar the door. It's it's bars. And he, he will bar the door. As he was dragging the body toward, you know, outside or towards the door or whatever, you know, she she would have said her juridic prayer, which always ends with, may you come back better in the next life as a mushroom. And she'll go and try to see if she can find stuff that matches the rune markings on this case. All right. Piranha, roll an investigation since you were checking the desk. I got a dirty 20. You don't find anything out of the ordinary. I don't think there's anything in here. Ira? What, Hi. What kind of markings are on there? Um, they look a lot like runes, but not the ones that I'm used to seeing. She'll show him the case. Uh, are they, I'm assuming they're not dwarvish, otherwise Ira might have recognized them. Are they giant, perhaps? No. No. And, oh, you got, uh, they're not goblin either, right? <laughs> oh, you got nothing. Um, I hate to intrude, but I might be of assistance here. By all means. Uh, if I may look at your... Your scroll case? Oh, I. Era will hand it to them. Um, I have uh, Eyes of the Rune Keeper where I can read all writing. Okay. It's a bunch of numbers. Each ring is... each. The, there's seven concentric rings, and each ring is numbered one through seven. Hmm, it appears that these are numbers. Uh... It looks like we might be looking for a sequence of seven numbers uh, containing numbers one through seven. I'm not sure if there are duplicates or not, but I have a feeling that we are looking for a sequence that only has each number once in the sequence. Do you think this is one of those things where we can just try the numbers? Or, like, we might ruin what's inside if we try the wrong number? Ooh, I wonder if it's a puzzle. Like, the, um, what is it, the, uh, the Yanti play, um, um, uh, Yodoku. Um, Tyr, is there a way I could do, like, an investigation on the scroll cases, see if if we could kind of brute force it or if there's a way or if brute forcing it would injure whatever's inside you could but it's going to take a long time to try to go through all the combination it appears that we could brute force it but i don't know how much time that you have to sit with something i know that i don't need to sleep eat or breathe so i could sit with it for a long time but who knows how long it could take I only transfer four hours a night so is it is it a mechanical lock or is it um is it magic because 
try to dispel it, possibly? I am not sure if it's magical or not. Well, let me try something just in case. Here you are. She's going to try one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nope. Just had to what's, try. What's the combination of my luggage? You'll need a better combination for your luggage. I don't own luggage anymore. <laughs> Burned with the village. He doesn't even wear clothes half the time. Why would he need luggage? Yeah, yeah, for, for the record, for Genevieve's sake. Um, Jorvik is wearing a fur-lined leather crop top with no sleeves. That's, that's as close to a shirt as he has come. Well, shall we start scouring this, uh, what appears to now be abandoned keep for our seven digits? Oh, yeah, and we should see if there are other entrances, because we would want to bar those as well, so we aren't surprised by folks sneaking in. I mean, as big as this place is, I imagine there's a bunch of other entrances? One would think. You said this place was set up like, like a wheel with spokes, right? Just the center with the kitchen. Okay. Everything else is sort of laid out in a weird, what well, you would feel to be a weird dichotomy of how it's fashioned. But can we, can we just like make our way around the outer ring and then, and then work our way in sort of? No, no. The the ring literally is the kitchen and the four dining halls. After okay. that, you got hallways that go on for three or four hundred feet, then open up to a five by ten room, then then open up to a thirty by thirty room. Like, okay, it doesn't make any sense to us. No. Well, Corona's going to try and find the library. Okay. And you find the library. Yay! I thought I'd have to roll something for that. But you do have to give me a perception check. Ah. Well, that should be good. What is my bonus? That's a dirty 20. There is a painting of a warrior standing on a battlefield with the sun setting. And the words, four and seven days came, and still we stood. She's going to keep that in mind. Need to make a note of four and seven. That seems like it'd probably be in the middle somewhere. She's going to actually abandon the library unless she sees another portrait like that and start looking for paintings. Okay. Now give me an investigation check. 
great and powerful Merp, you're on the wrong stream. That is an 18. All right. One second here. I'm having to handle some outworld business, so talk amongst yourselves while I'm the pimp. Corona, why are we looking for paintings? There were numbers. Oh. I think there is a story, and within that story are the numbers for the, the case. Oh, okay. Um, all right. If we can get the story in the right order, then we'll have the numbers in the right order. Oh, um, you know, you know what would be better than looking for artwork, then? I mean, we're in a library. Maybe there's a history of the Bloodhunters here that would tell the story. Is this a Bloodhunter story, you think? Well, it's Bloodhunter art. It's their case. The tale of some great battle. Probably something they all have to, like, learn in the... You know, in, in their initiations and whatnot. You know, one of the point of pride things. Like, how how every young person in the village knew the story of, of you know, my, the, the village fending off, you know, the, the great knoll horde that rolled down from the mountain and how how long the battle took and, and how many we lost and all of that. We all knew all the numbers and things. This is probably like that. Something that's handed down with pride. Unfortunately, we don't have a name for the story or a person from the story to look up. No, but I bet if there's a, a history of the Bloodhunters, there's probably like a whole chapter on it. Okay, I'm going to cry, y'all. My card is good. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So that means tomorrow I can get some pain relief. Hooray. Yeehaw. Huzzah. So, yeah, so Jorvik is going to start looking through the stacks of the library, trying to find a history about the Bloodhunter Order. Kido wants to try Blink and see if she can change to the, like, ethereal plane and see if she sees anything different. Okay. So I have to going... roll a 20? Is that what I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is anybody else doing that? What's Yura doing? She's in there looking around as well. I meant to, I wanted to ask you. We said that the true site that I can use once per day with the fun guys was up to 120 feet. How long yep. does it last? 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Okay. Um, yeah, she's going to... when. When Karana said something about the artwork and stuff, she's going to start looking around, but she's going to go ahead and use the true sight from her fun guys. So she's going to pull her goggles down and and start looking around shelves, walls, whatever. All right, Genevieve. What's Genevieve doing? Um, they are probably helping Jorvik look through books. Okay. So everybody give me an investigation check. I did the uh I did mine it was a dirty twenty. Not dirty, dirty twenty. 20. It was an 18. It was an 18. You find a another painting. The same warrior in the sunset field. 
Two and seven days, and still we stood. All right, I'm going to roll the dice to see how what order we go in, just so that it's fair. All right, Keto. Um, it takes her two turns to to go to blink. The first time didn't try, work. Okay, so it takes you two times to blink. You find yourself on the ethereal plane. You see that there are chains of ethereal energy binding the rooms together. On the cryptics? No, oh, the rooms. Oh, rooms. R-O-O-M-S. Room. -O 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 um, got it. Yeah, it's the southern draw. Sorry about that. No, my ears are stopped up. So, okay. That's Sinus Valley. All right, next. Jorvik. Uh, I got a 19, looking for a history of the blood hunters. You find several. They are very dry, and so-and-so beget so-and-so, and so-and-so beget so-and-so, and on the fifth day, on the fourth full moon, we danced in a circle and made our oath. And I'm, I'm looking for a battle, uh, for, for a story of a battle where they stood. You will not find one. Genevieve. Five. You find Jorvik. <laughs> I hand you a couple of dry tomes to flip through. Here, look at these. <laughs> and Ira. All right, that's a 22. Also, what was the first set of numbers? Four and seven? Four and seven. Okay, and then two and seven, right? Okay. Yep. With your true sight, you will see the same thing that Keto does. All of the rooms that you can see are held together by ethereal chain. Um, is, Which is means it, you still see Keto, too. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it normal that um, otherworldly chains hold rooms together? I mean, I don't... It doesn't seem like it'd be normal even in the uplands. Um, no, no. You, if you turn around and look at her, you see her. She's looking around. She's got her, her goggles are down. She's just kind of like looking all over the place, and, and she'll walk up to where one is, and she's you can tell she's looking at something you all can't see. But I've never yeah. heard of anything like that. And then Kido will pop back in. Um... So you see it too, Ira, right? The the chains? Oh, I. Jorvik is going to kneel down on one knee, close his eyes, and place his hand on the stone of the floor. Okay. I'm going to use Dwarven stone cutting um, to make an intelligence history check about the origin of this stone work. It is Dwarven um, craft. Hundreds of years old. Ooh. Ooh. That's different. Pulls his hand away. Dwarves made this key. Long ago. Hundreds of years. 
So layout isn't like what dwarves would normally choose. It makes no sense. Chains. Maybe the rooms follow the chains and not the other way around. But, but the chains aren't on this plane. They're on another plane. Maybe the chains were there first. What I'm saying. Ira's going to follow... After. Go, sorry. Ira's going to start following one of the chains. Kato's going to follow Ira. Agreed. Yep. Either way, we need okay. to find out where this goes. Finding the chains, you're weaving in and out of rooms, up and down stairs, down long hallways. Watching for finally. As we go. Uh, give me perception checks for those looking for portraits. Twenty-one. Why am I rolling so good tonight? I have a twenty-one. Ira, you will find that these chains are infinitesimal. They just loop constantly around the rooms. You're basically going around a circle. But you see something that were it on the physical plane, Koriana would see. There is a painting in the ethereal of a warrior standing on a battlefield with the sun setting behind them. There's also, she stops when she sees that. Um, she's going to point to the section of wall. Do you all see this painting? I think it's only in the ethereal. Does it have a thing at the bottom? Word, word, wordy bits? Caption, that's it's, the right one. It does. Four and seven days, and then we rose. Well, it sounds like the first one we saw, but it's slightly different. It's got the same... Is it the same soldier? The same yes. silhouette? It's the same soldier, but now the sun is set, and it says... uh. Four and seven days, and then we rose. So twice we still stood, and once we rose so far. This is going to take a long time if we have to search every room on both planes. I only have ten. I've I've got a limited amount of time before I lose the sight on, on my goggles. I, I can keep trying. This is a new ability. I can keep trying to go over. I don't know how well I can control it. Might I see the scroll case? She'll hand it to you. Uh, Genevieve is going to try four seven. Two seven four seven one. Nothing happens. Then she'll try two seven four seven four seven one. Nothing happens. Mm. 
Ooh, um, put it back the way you had it the first time. And then just try every number for the last one. 27 choices. That's what she'll do. She'll set up to be 4727, 47, seven, four, seven, and then 1, 47, seven, 2, 7, 3, 7, 4, seven, When you hit number 3, there's a small flash of light. And you see a light blip of light coming from the library door. Huh. She'll turn the doorknob for the do- for the library and open the door. There is a statue of a soldier on a battlefield with the inscription on the third day we stood atop the highest tower and watched the sun rise. Well, that's kind of a fun little puzzle. So, we need to go to the highest tower at sunrise. What? That we missed sunrise, right? Yeah, there really wasn't one today, but maybe there'll be one tomorrow. But we should figure out where the highest tower is before then. And then we can rest near there. Which again has us either walking through this whole very confusing place or trying to go outside in a snowstorm to try to look. I mean, I can go look. I believe there's safety in numbers. Especially that considering you've now dispatched easily one lichen well, pretty lichen, and you've dispatched of a number of them before I arrived, I fear that that may be possible for us to stick together in this instance. However, as you have pointed out, it is a very confusing layout. Perhaps we should take a rest and start it again when... I just meant maybe we needed a plan on how we were going to do this? Ooh, wait. We're in a library. Maybe there's a map. Oh, map. Yorvik's going to start looking for a map. Kido will help. Give me an investigation check with advantage. Ooh, that's a 14 and... That's 17. We'll go with 17 because I have no modifier. You find a map. As you point the map out, you and Ira will notice something about it at the same time. I need everyone but Jorvik and Ira to earmuff. Dun dun dun. Make the squinty eye. <laughs> As you look up, you will notice it is a map. But it's Dwergar lettering, numbering. The building is laid out in a number, a sequential number of Dwergar lettering. Close to Dwarven, but definitely Dwergar. Why? Why would Dwarves and Dwergar be involved in making the map of a keep for Bloodhunters? Especially why Dwergar? 
Do you want the numbers? Yes. Six four one two three seven five. Again, that's six four one two three seven five. Okay. I think we might have found the code to open the case. Uh, I you think you might be right. Also, um, well, we can do that when we get back. All right, I'm bringing people back. Yep. Welcome back. <laughs> we tease you a lot because we got him on the spot. Welcome back. Why? Um, Go ahead. Um, quick question about the maps here. Yeah. Um, two things. Which tower is the highest? And the second thing is, how deep does it go underground? The map doesn't show tower or height. It just shows the outlay of the the buildings. Ira, you were going to say? Um, I was going to say, while they come back, you know, Ira will be looking at the map with Jorvik and... Why? Okay. I don't, I, I don't understand why dwarves would have built a keep that now blood hunters have, especially one up ground. You guys don't tend to build above ground, just like us. We we tend to like being down in our mountains and caves. But I don't understand it. But there's dwarg there's dwargar numbers on this map. But let me. She's like, she holds her hand out. Let me see the map case. Uh, Genevieve will hand it over. And she's like, she's going to be looking at the map and you'll hear her mumbling. She's going to be okay. It's six, four, one, two, three, seven, five. Click. The end will open. And we'll find out what's in the scroll case after break. We're going to take 10 minutes, get our beverages of choice, our snickety snacks, and we'll be back. You bastard. And we're back. Yay. And we have Dan with us. Yay! For those of you that are not used to seeing Dan in makeup like I am, I was like, who the hell is on my stream? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it... <laughs> so I was late and uh, have time to, to make up my face. He at least so, wore a green shirt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get us, hit us with your intro there, Dan. Uh, I'm Bumerzig, the player of Dan. Yeah, something like that. Anyhow, Dan, Bumerzerig, both he, him, uh, Goblin. One side of his face is uh, kind of screwed up and from a big accident, and his head is also really screwed up from the same accident. Anyhow, I'm here now. Bye. Uh, social media, Ravenous Dan. All right, and before we get back to the game, Locke. Hi, gamers. I'm going to talk to you for a moment about our other partner in this endeavor, 
NordVPN. NordVPN, which I realized not only protects you with military-grade encryption from, from spyware and malware, and they make sure your information isn't out there, and if it gets out, they do shit about it for you, and they let you watch Netflix and other gated content on you know in other countries because you can just change your virtual location using their servers and they don't retain any of your data and it's all cool but you know what else they do because you can get access to geo-locked sites by changing your location that means let's say your name is kendall and you live in australia and you have friends who live in the united states and you want to send your friends Christmas presents. You could use NordVPN to log into American Amazon and ship from American Amazon warehouses to your friends' houses without having to pay international shipping. So if you have friends who live abroad and you want to send them things without having to post them internationally, you can use your VPN to do that. So in order to do that for Christmas, go to NordVPN at our website. It's www.willofthedice.com. There's a link there. You're going to click that so they know you came from us because that makes us look cool and you want us to look cool. And then go and and send, send your friends in other countries things from websites in their countries and not pay for stupid international shipping and have to, to go through customs and other bullshit like that. Also, NordVPN comes with a free 30-day trial or a money-back guarantee on a 30-day trial. So go go try it out for 30 days. If you don't like it, they'll give you your money back. It's all good. NordVPN, try it. All right. When last we left the party, they had encountered a stranger, a walking, talking, living, question mark, <laughs> skeleton named Genevieve. They had discovered the A individual that put a cryptex into Ira's hand. Walking around, they discovered that there are ethereal chains that bind the rooms together, but they cracked the code of the cryptex. As the cryptex opens, there's a piece of parchment inside. Ira would take it out and look at it. It is a simple phrase. Guard the hearth at all costs. She would tell everybody else what it says. <clears throat> Are they talking about their, their, their big fire? I'm guessing it's the big hearth there in the meeting hall. That's the biggest one I've seen so far. That we've well, seen, but that doesn't make sense because you would have expected protectors and they were all outside. Unless they brought in dwarves and dwergar build this place. What if there's a hearth below? That could be. I mean, you said they do experiments on monsters here. But up here, we've seen 
hide nor hair of any place where you would do that sort of thing. Is there anything on the map? I'll look at the You're map. Yeah. There's not. Yeah, because you said the map was just a layout of the building. Yep. Is there anything significant about the way they're laid out? Just that they're in a numerical fashion. Looking at looking at the numeric looking at the number and like the order of the the order of the numbers, does that mean anything to oh. era? It would you not. That, you notice that one, two, and three are in the middle. I. She's gonna look at whatever is what what on the map is marked as the one. The center of the rooms is the one. The kitchen. And the kitchen. I mean, when you look the center the it's the building marked with the with the one is the kitchen. What, so, what's number two tier? Number two is the library. So the library is actually the center center. But they started with the kitchen if they went in numerical order. It's at this time that y'all will remember that you have forgotten something. There is a lone goblin prowling around the estate of Keep Gregor Garion. I need everyone but Bumerzerig to earmuff. <laughs> oh, no. No, I was going to go look at the statue. Bumerzerig. <laughs> the stamps that cover your body beneath your clothing are warm. Yeah. Almost oh. tugging at you. Pulling oh. you. Yeah. You hear a, the sound of beating drums. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. You feel power. So much power. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I'm not with everyone right now? Nope. Oh, okay, good. Oh, uh, I guess I'm going exploring. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to bring everyone back. Oh shit, that's right. Dan, oh, yeah. y'all leveled to level seven. Oh, okay. Well that's nice to know. Cool. Okay. Um I guess that means we got a, a rest. Yes. Um oh good. That's good. Um that's fine. Super easy. Okay. Y'all could have swore Boomer's rig was with you, but now that you think about it, you've not seen him. Did we lose Boomer when I switched planes? Oh, really? I swear he's right behind. No, but he was. Corona's gonna curse an infernal. I swear that goblin will be the death of me. 
Does this happen often? Yeah. Often enough, yeah. More than you'd think, less than you'd hope. Is this a bad thing? It's sometimes a little hard to keep a to keep your hand on. Um, but you can't miss him. He's a short little green goblin. Got one. He's got kind of one wonky eye. It's it's only a bad thing if you smell smoke. Yeah. Well, or if you let him have that poo contest with the the leaders of cities. It, mm. Era's gonna roll up the map and and get ready to put it in the bag of holding so they can go find Boomer. But I had one more quick question. Yes. What was what are what was building six? The stables. Okay. And I'll ask any other map questions later. But I was getting ready to ask that okay. before you did that before we earmuffed. So I guess we need to go find him before he sets fire to something. I mean that'd be one way to find him. Well, yes, but it could also be one way to broadcast that there's people here. Corona's gonna start moving. Boomer's a rig. You find yourself standing in front of a door. It looks like it belongs to someone's private chambers. Oh, fun! <laughs> Boomer's rig goes inside. You feel that drumming intensify. <laughs> Roll an investigation check. Oh, oh, investigation check, yes, yes, yes. Um, where is that? Investigation. <laughs> Ooh, 19. You're led to a trunk Ooh. at the foot of the bed. <laughs> it has an unusual shaped lock. Almost like a stamp would go in it. Oh. Huh. Boomer Zerig puts the stamp in the lock. It fits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boomer Zerig is smart. <laughs> Boomer Zerig opens the trunk. I need a dexterity save. Uh-oh. That's, that's, uh, that's scary. Oh, that's bad. Uh, eight. Oh, no. That'll be full damage. Yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah. Listen to those math rock things. Oh, man. Forty points of necrotic damage. Oh, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> Tendrils of blackness erupt, wrapping around you. Everyone else on a perception check to see if you hear the scream. Hito. Thirteen. Era. 19. Genevieve. 12. Uh, Jorvik. 15. Karana. 22. 
as a group, you all hear Boomer's rig screaming. Ear is going to take off running towards the sound. Same you find, as you enter the room, you see Boomer's rig standing at the foot of a bed, a trunk open, and black tendrils of energy wrapped around them. I don't think that's good. Karana is going to pull her one of her regular short swords and try to chop at the tentacles. And the sword evaporates to dust in your hand. Oh. All right. Um, I, I pull my dagger of returning and chuck it at a tentacle. And your dagger is no more. Oh, no. Ira's going to try a fourth level dispel magic. Roll a d20. Um, that's a 17. Throwing your hands up, your wrist wreathed in energy as you begin to manipulate this dark force, finding the binds that tie and dispelling it. Boomerang landing with a thud. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, quick question. Has Genevieve emptied the room? Uh, yes, at this point. She's I'm kind of in the doorway. Firebolt! Um, if there's a chance, I will step in front of the firebolt. Okay. Roll a dex check. Oh, I get advantage on... Uh, oh, that's on saves. You said check. Uh, Dex check is going to be a 14. You'll step in front of it. Okay. You cast your firebolt. Go ahead and uh, roll to attack. Oh, yeah. To see if it actually does damage. Um. Oh, that's... That's that's good. That's a twenty-seven to hit. Oops, I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, it hits. Uh. Uh. Okay, I only did three damage. <laughs> Is that a leveled spell? No, that's a cantrip. Okay. Yep. Right when he does that, ear is going to be like no, and try and and touches him, casting cure wounds, but also they're with us. They're fine. Oh, oh, wow. Bumerzer gets sorry. Bumerzer got scared. Bumerzer got attacked by tentacles, and then there was a skeleton. And, uh. It's quite all right, uh, Bumerzerig, you said? Uh, that's Bumerzerig. Mm-hmm. I'm Genevieve. Oh, okay. Good to meet you. I guess I've never met a skeleton before. That's quite all right. I've actually never met a goblin before. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's eighteen points of healing. How many points, Ira? Eighteen. Eighteen points of healing, Boomer. Um. Well, you see, I um used to be an elf. But uh, under my uh, employment, I have uh, since changed. 
Um, unfortunately, it seems that there are no blood hunters around that can help me try to uh, change the status of my employment. Mm -hmm. Are you Magic. familiar with anything like that? Uh, Contracts? Magic. Pomeres are getting familiar with uh, employment. Um, not familiar with uh, talking skeletons, no. Mm -mm. That's very fair. I feel like uh, most people uh, would not accept me in my actual form. Uh, you see, I usually disguise myself to look like a, a full-blown elf so that uh, the firebolts don't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, um... No, it's quite all right. Um, it is very fortunate that uh, your friend Jorvik stepped in front of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good at uh, taking my fire. <laughs> he said I can fire him <laughs> sometimes if I need to. <laughs> I did, but... Yeah. You shouldn't go wandering off on your own. Look what happened. I, well, yeah. I was just kind of following around, and then suddenly I, no one was around, and um, I was hearing things, and, you know, <laughs> you know how things go. Anyway, I found a chest! What, what did wait, you wait. hear, Boomer? Oh, you know, just the sounds in my head. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What kind Look, of sounds? What? Drum beats. <laughs> Music. Yeah. <laughs> so That's you were having not... a party? In my head. Mm -hmm. That ground's going to look in the chest. Okay, first, Ira. Is that normal for you, Boomer? Uh, you know, it goes off and on sometimes. Have you always had it? Or is it more recent? I've always been able to hear Does anyone else hear music in their heads off and, you know, sometimes? No, no, no one else, no. Oh, oh. Must be just a boomer thing. <laughs> Looking in into the chest? the chest, you see a set of steps going down. Oh. Well, I believe yeah, that solves one of our problems. Just, just, just one minute, just one minute. Uh, Boomerzer grabs the stamp from out of the the lock. Okay. Um. Uh, you, you, you owe me a dagger, Boomer. Oh, okay, that okay. That was my best one. Wait, wait. Um, do we want to make sure that there's nothing else down there before we go down? Like, Arrow look down in there, down, because she's got dark vision for 180 feet, and has it been 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, she doesn't have true sight, but I've got dark vision for 180 feet. The, uh... Stairwell goes down and then turns into a circular stairwell descending deep. Um, I, I, of course, yeah, the site is, is gone now, but, uh, you know, it, it looks clear to me. I don't see anything. It just turns into a circular stairwell as it goes down. I guess we try it then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are we supposed to be protecting the hearth, though? 
This could what? lead to the heart they're talking about. Right, we were thinking it was down. Yeah, there's a fireplace that we gotta protect? Uh, yes, Boomer Azeric, we seem to have located a secret message inside of a spell scroll case that was locked with an intricate puzzle. Uh, and it said just to protect the hearth. It was given to us by a, dyke, a dying human, or a humanoid of some sort, that seemed to be inflicted with lycanthropy. Uh, hmm. okay. At least he said he was. Uh, I don't see anybody lying about that, and he did growl. Yeah, the growl was kind of a giveaway. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I don't think I'd lie about being a lycan. Maybe I'd lie about not being one, but not necessarily, you know, unless you wanted to be dead. Well, but, I mean, that's a weird way to try and commit suicide. Yeah. Keto, your yeah. blade begins to glow a soft purplish hue. Um... Hmm. All magic items begin to glow a soft purplish hue. Hmm. I think that's normal. Um, um, <laughs> <Three> staff. <laughs> she's. Era's gonna look at her spore staff that's in her hand and be well, I mean, this always glows, but this isn't the right color. You know, it's usually that green or kind of blue that you see when you see plants and stuff that glow in the dark. Never been purple. This is concerning. I... Well, we're not going to figure it out unless we actually go down, so... And she's going to climb into the chest. He's going to follow Karana. <laughs> Before following, Ira is going to cast Shillelagh on her staff. Okay. You begin to descend into the depths of Keep Gregorian. I need uh, Jorvik and Ira to make perception checks. Ira? Uh, that's a 23. Jorvik. You're muted. Blackjack, baby. As you reach the spiraling staircase, the stonework here baffles you. It was as if Dwarf and Dwergar side by side forged this anteroom and this staircase. I've never seen it like this before. Yeah, me neither. This... I mean... It's like they had... It's like they were playing a game and they were like, Alright, Dwarf, you put some stone there. And then Dwergar, you put some stone there. And they were just going back and forth. And each person, each team had to deal with what the other one just did. Yeah, there's that, but there's also the conundrum that um, 
I mean, you and I, we get along all right, but, you know, for the most part, the Wergar and Dwarves haven't always seen eye to eye on everything. So it's just also strange that they were in the same place. And working cooperatively? I... So would we seem. Do you descend deeper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a red glow emanating from beneath you, growing brighter as you travel down into the depths of Gregor Garion. I mean, that feels like the heart, right? That's very hearthy. (laughs) Is it it getting any warmer? It is not. Mm. It is getting colder. Uh, it's getting chilly. That's not very hearthy. It's a cold hearth? I mean, we're going underground, but then usually you get, like, insulation after so long. It, it, it's getting colder. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could have got that. The magics. Um. Well, let's let's keep going. <laughs> Genevieve, you will hear a voice. Help me. Did anyone else hear that? No. Um. You hear the drumbeats? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, and she'll kind of push to the front of the line and start going down the stairs further before everyone. Step off the final stair, you come to an opening that leads into a chamber. It is circular in design. In the center is a beautifully carved ruby, about three metric ton. Wrapped in chain and flickering above the ruby is the Genevieve of old staring back at you. Help me. Uh, I think they would in like a just pain and anger uh, hurl a moat of flamed doing produce flame and hurling a moat at it. As the fire comes to it, the chains glow and the fire sucked into the chain. Does anyone else see that? (laughs) You see them. Chain eat the fire, yes. You see... Your former king. Oh, Bumazarig, save your king. Oh, boss, boss! Oh, I gotta say, boss! Oh, goodness! Oh, okay. Um. Oh, goodness! What can I do? Uh, um. Uh, lots of chains, huh? Mm. I do. I have a spell that can break chains. Not really. That's unfortunate. Uh, um, hmm. 
awkward. Do we hear this like internal monologue that Boomerang is doing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Boomerang talks out loud. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. perfect. So if he's just gonna kind of put a hand on Boomerang's shoulder, like I'm not sure exactly what you are seeing, but I don't feel like that would be a very good idea to try and break the chains around that ruby. Well, why not? That's the big boss. We gotta save the big boss. Uh, but you see, when I was looking at it, I not, saw not a goblin, but myself. You, you don't see the boss? You I do not. Goblin? I do not. You see yourself. I do. I, well, hmm. not as my current state, but I see my former self. What does everyone else yeah. see? Anyone else seeing something? <laughs> Everyone else sees six dwarves dressed in gleaming mithril, their beards bejeweled, carrying mithril stonework hammers. And beside them is six dwergar dressed equally elaborate. And in unison, their voice booms, almost dropping you to your knees. Do you come for the hearth? Um, I, I see. Uh, are they speaking in common? Yes. Oh. I see um, twelve very loud, very fancy dwarves. Um, in in dwarvish, um, with thaumaturgy, Jorvik <laughs> answers back, making his voice boom like theirs. We come to protect the hearth. They will shimmer and fade. But I, I wanted to ask things. It was... Damn it! Such fools. Swearing oath to protect something that you do not even know what it is. You will hear footsteps behind you. Healed boots on stone. What did you say, Jorvik? He said we came to protect the hearth. Did you find out what the hearth was first? No. They asked Gross. if we came for it. I said we came to protect it because we're not here to steal the hearth. Right? Yeah, but I mean, for could have meant steal. It could have meant service. It could have... Mm. Well, going to look in the direction that she heard the footsteps. You will see a man with long brown hair long mustache and goatee dressed in red robes his hands inside the robes thank you for leading me here and go ahead patrick Oh, uh, Genevieve will just spin around and ask the same question at the same time as with Jorvik. I am Axel. You did a lot of damage to some of my soldiers. And to a wizard that was dear to my heart. But nevertheless, I you have delivered me to my prize. Axel? I have a question for you. Yes. 
Do you know what happens when struck by when a wizard is struck by a witch bolt? It hurts. The same thing that happens to everything else. And she casts witch bolt on him. All right, everybody, roll initiative. I'll give you that one to kick off. As you do, the room around you fades, and you are once more standing in the blizzard outside. They are four individuals facing you. They begin to growl and snarl as their faces begin to elongate, flesh ripping back to show fur. They are werefoxes. All right, Keto. Four. Hold on. My initiative thing crashed. One moment, please. Talk amongst yourselves. Thank God I have advantage on initiative now. I still say these footprints are... One. These footprints are huge. Mm-hmm. I got to feel like Halle Berry. That's all that matters. Okay, Keto got four. Ira? Come back to me. I oh, have to fix okay. the overlay. I forgot about Albert. Bumerzerig? 22. Karana? 19. Jorvik? Also 19. Genevieve? I also got a 4. Hey, who remembers this map while we're waiting? I do. Patrick, you should. I was going to say, I think I remember this map with Drift. Uh-huh. This is the same map from the first uh, game of uh, Sins of Blood. It's a good map. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Sorry. No, no worries. What'd you get for your initiative? 22. Boomerderig, you're up first. Okie doke. Um, um, when I make a, a circle with this measuring tool thing, um, is, 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 is the feet, is that diameter or is that radius of, of the circle? It's diameter. That's diameter? Okay, because I think... 
My apologies, a second. 20 feet range. Okay, so that's diameter, I believe. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let's have fun. Uh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. Am I on the map? Wait a second. You're Say, where's man. Boomer? I don't even yeah, see Yeah, I'm not on there. Hold on, I had him invisible in case combat started before he showed up. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't sure if I would be here or not. That makes sense. Oh, there you am. Okay, okay. In that case. Hey, Jorvik, want to have some fun? <laughs> Always. Okay. Uh, Boomerzig, like, puts his hand on Jorvik, hands on Jorvik, and we both turn into giant apes. Windspell right. polymorph. <laughs> what was it? I'm going to cast polymorph, twin spelled, targeting me and Jorvik to turn us All into right. giant apes. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. And that's my turn, and I'm behind Yarvik. <laughs> Era. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's. Hold on a minute. Um. Okay. Um. Five foot radius. I want to cast Moonbeam basically right in between one and two and it should catch both of them because they're within five feet of each other level three moonbeam sorry okay so um a shape changer has to make a saving throw with disadvantage when it starts its turn there when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw, or it takes 3d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful. The shape changer makes its saving throw with disadvantage. If it fails, it is also instantly reverts to its original form and can assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. Okay. Well then... Let's just start out with the big fucking gun, shall we? She's tired of shapeshifters. She's in Bloodhunter territory. She, she's a Dwergar. She knows she's not safe here. All right. So when it comes to their turn, I'll make the rolls at disadvantage, and you can roll for damage. Okay. That'll bring up Giant Ape Jorvik. Um, yeah, you said Giant Ape, right, Dan? Yeah, I put the um, I yeah. yeah I, I, I grabbed the stat block. It's cool. oh okay. Yeah, I put I it in to chat make sure for when I when I adjust my token, because oh, right. nine apes yeah. are huge. Oh yeah, we're huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is just all kinds of fun. Um. All yeah. right. Cool. Um. <laughs> I I'm gonna. Um. Yeah, fuck it. We're just going to have some fun with this, I think. Um, yeah, I'm going to go punch a werewolf. Um, what is the movement of it? Yeah, find movement. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, 40 feet. 40 feet. And with a yeah. 40 feet climb. Um, 
Uh, Tyr, do I need to make an athletics check or anything to jump over the fire and get behind to attack number three? As big as you are, no. Okay. <laughs> I have a plus nine to athletics in this form, if that helps. All right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go um, multi attack, ground and pound the uh, uh, the uh, the werewolf there. Where fox there? Sorry. First In attack. Q strike. Natural <laughs> twenty. <laughs> Terabot should be up. Okay, yay. Um, all right. Uh, it's going to be pretty good with your 3d10 Wait, no. damage dice. <laughs> strike that. I cannot give you infuse strike because... I'm too far away? No, it says weapon attack. Yeah, that's fair. Uh... Yeah, tear body is up. I, 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 I did the thing. Do it again. Do the thing again. It's got to wake up. Wake up. Normal critical hit. Just hoping for that instant kill. Alright, um... So that is... Uh... 3d10 plus 6. Um... D10s. Come to me, oh little D10s. 1... And 2... And... Uh, nine, seven, six. I feel like I'm dialing adult phone numbers in the eighties. Um, so that's, uh, uh, 12 and 10 is 22. Uh, plus six is, uh, 28 points of, of fisting damage. Okay. Oh, no. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from attack number the first. Attack number the second. Um, that is a 14 plus 9. That'll hit. 23. Uh, for 13 plus 6 is 19 points of, of, um, Knuckle damage. Alright, is that your turn? Uh, I don't think I... Yeah, that's going to be my turn. Alright, Karana. Uh... Oh, wait a second. I forgot two things. First and Ooh. foremost, Boomerzerig. Polymorph is a leveled spell. Oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. You're right. <laughs> oh, oh here deep. we go. I rolled a 10. Okay. So we're good. And Patrick, I need you to roll damage on that witch bolt. Oh, yeah. Okay. That is 29 lightning damage. Holy shit. All right, Karana, you're up. All righty. 
Karana is going to take out her Silvered Short Sword because she at least knows that silver works well on the lichen-y type folk. And she's going to advance on number four and attack it. All right, moving west to meet number four. Ooh, not a crit, but that is a good number. That is... 26. That'll hit. There it is. Ah. Bad damage, though. That's only five. All right. Next attack. That's not going to hit more than likely. That's a 14. 14 hits. Oh, awesome. That's even worse damage. That's four. All right. Is that your turn? And, uh, that is Karana's turn. Uh, wait, she's going to bonus action uh, to command Squiggly to attack number four as well. So Squiggly is going to bite number four all right that'll be a flank it's both 15s okay uh so that is plus six 15 plus six is 21 21 will hit d6 because haha squiggly now gets acid damage on the bike yay and it's five plus three is uh it's five damage plus three acid damage five piercing and three acid Alrighty. and that, that is all the turns all right Number one is making his... What save was it, Ames? Constitution. At disadvantage. Mm-hmm. That's a three! So they will shapeshift back to peoples. Yep. Number two. That's a four! I rolled two fours! Okay. And, um... Wow. So that means you failed and you've taken all the damage. Would you believe I rolled two max die... And a five, so that's twenty-five points of radiant damage. Um, now you can't uh, make the saving throw with disadvantage if it fails. It also instantly reverts to its original form, can assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. So, all right, what's the spell radius? Um, it's or the five. Oh, it's it's a five-foot radius, forty-foot high cylinder so they would be easy enough to move out of it okay i just needed to know yeah number one is going to saunter to the north number two following number one 
points at the giant ape that is Boomerzerig. This beam of light shoots from their forehead. Oh, no. I need an intelligence saving throw. Ooh, okay. And I'm pretty sure you keep our own mental faculties, so therefore... There. No, Polymorph, you take on the mind of the animal. Oh, do you? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, well, in that case... Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can use this. Okay, well, I rolled a six, so therefore I got a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you take 30 points of psychic damage. Okay, well then. Uh, and you are not... incapacitated. Oh, great. 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 Well, I guess I'm no longer an ape. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you be an ape? Because I'm no longer, I can't, uh, if I'm incapacitated, I cannot concentrate on a spell. Right? Let's look what the official ruling says. Is polymorph concentration? Yeah. An incapacitated creature can't take actions or reactions. Doesn't say anything about concentrating oh. on a spell. Okay. But so you do have to make a con save, a concentration right. check. So Which it'll be... I can't make because <laughs> I don't have to roll 30 no you gotta roll 15 it's half I have to roll 15 oh it's half I got this gotcha gotcha okay so it's possible uh, except for it's not possible when I roll the 6 plus my 4 so I got 10 <laughs> uh, polymorph is gone yeah. alright Well, it was the... fun with the way it lasted. Uh, number two, reaching over to touch their brethren, casting a healing spell. Number three is attacking Locke or Jorvik. That will miss. Dirty 20. That'll hit. All right. That is nine points of piercing, and I need a constitution saving throw. Uh, 18. Okay, thank you. Number four is attacking uh, Karana. That will miss. 15. That's a hit. That is six points of piercing and a con save, please. 
that is a 19. All right. Oh, ring of Genevieve. Uh, where is the one red wizard person that I am currently connected to with uh, a witch bolt? That's too big. That's too big. That is also too big. I can imagine a line. I just don't know which which one I'm. I'm where where they are number at. two okay number two all the way over there okay um for my action then genevieve's just gonna continue witch bolt and it's gonna do 12 damage 12 uh 1d12 lightning damage to number two okay uh that is nine lightning damage holding up her rod of the pact keeper the arc of the witch bolt still connected to number two. All right. Is that your turn? Um, yes, I believe that is. Sir Keto. All right. Um, Keto is going to use one of her fey glamours, uh, hypnotic pattern. So it's a 30 foot cube. As long as it's within range, which is 120 feet. I want to drop it on one and two. Okay. A twisting pattern of colors weaves through the air inside the 30-foot cube. The pattern appears for a minute and a moment and then vanishes. Uh, the creatures in the area who see the pattern have to make a wisdom saving throw a DC 11. Okay. Of course, it would be wisdom. Number one passes. Number two okay. fails horribly. Okay. On a failed save, the creature is charmed for the duration. Uh, it's a minute or until I lose concentration. Um, the charmed creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Um, okay. If it takes damage or someone uses a, an action, they can shake it out of their stupor. So right, right. now, he's just... And that is her turn. Alrighty. That'll take us back to Boomer's rig. You may make an intelligence save to try to become un uh, incapacitated. Uh, oh no! Ah, uh, it's a two. Alright. Ira! Okay. Um, I'm gonna use my action. To move my move bean, and I can move it up to 60 feet. So I'm going to move it to 15 feet to where one and two are and plop it again, basically right in between them. Okay. Doo, doo, doo. And I'm going to take my movement to actually move. About 15 feet to the west once I get my mouse to cooperate. I'm sorry. There we go. Right there. It's at this time that you all will hear a booming voice. Enough! 
you will see a creature, a man, maybe, clad in black armor, holding a great sword, walking through the gates, looking eerily similar to the individual in the painting in the statue. And are you on their side or are you on ours? I'm here to protect the hearth. She's just going to hold up. She's going to, in object interaction, pull the, the case out. Well, then I guess you're on ours. Welcome to the family. <laughs> All right. Let me add them to the fray. All righty. That will bring up Jorvik. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Bonus action. I rage. Okay. Big again, not quite as big as I was when I was a monkey. Um, and then I'm going to um, uh, as part of my action of, of raging, uh, taking my my very massive hammer in hand, um, I tap it on the ground and the entire length of it ignites and it becomes a hammer made of pure fire. Um, as I activate elemental cleaver, um, and, um, I'm going to take a few feet back and I'm going to check that at number three, uh, a couple times. Uh, first one is going to be a 24 to hit. That'll hit. And that will do uh, 2d8. 2d8. Um, so 14 points of uh, fire damage. Oh, wait. I, okay. didn't the, I, I didn't add the extra from the elemental cleaver. Uh, make that uh, 14 and 5, 19 points of fire damage. Second attack is a 25 to hit. That'll hit. And that is going to be um, so is a 13 plus 7 is uh, 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 20, 20 points of fire damage. Math is hard, kids. Let's go shopping. Okay. And that is my turn. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Add four more points to that. Throwing weapons while raging, I get my rage damage on top of it because of okay. uh, the giant power. Thing. All right, cool. 
Karana. All right. Taking my two swings on number four. First one is probably not going to hit. That is a 13. That'll hit. Oh, okay. And I'm going to infuse strike because it is a, um, it is a weapon attack, which will give me 1d6 extra acid damage to this one attack. And that'll be 9 slashing and 5 acid on that attack. And second attack. Does a 12 hit? Yes. Oh, wow. Yay, that is nine damage. All right. And then uh, Squiggly will take his bite. Mm. For a dirty 20. Way to go, Squiggles. And then 1d6 plus 3 piercing with the 1d6 acid is 4 piercing and 1 acid. Alright. Is that your turn? That is her turn. Alright, number one, first up, saving throw. Two natural 18s. Dang it. You take half damage, but, you know. Second one got a whopping six. <laughs> well, they'll take full damage then. Um, that, that should knock them out of being incapacitated, right? Because there's any action against them or if somebody tries to... Yeah. be 22 points of damage that's the radiant damage the full damage and then half of that would be 11 oh they look hurt bless you thank you I tried to mute in time I'm sorry everyone all right number two charges you Keto. And misses horribly. Number one casts a fireball at Ira. I need a dex save. Number two is just a naked guy now, right? Pretty much. I He's think. in robes. Okay, I'm just imagining like this werewolf just like gets reverted to a dude. He's just naked in the middle of a snowstorm and runs up and, and tries to slap Keto in the face and misses. Like, yeah, person, like eh, stop, eh. sissy fighting. Um, that's a dirty twenty. I'll be twenty-eight. 
20 points of fire damage and I need a concentration. Is Moonbeam concentration? Yes. Okay, so you need a 10 or a better on your con save. Okay. That's a 12. Okay, Moonbeam stays up. Number three rips around, taking an attack of opportunity from Squiggly. Yeah. That'll be a 12. All right. That'll hit. All right. That'll be six piercing and three acid. That will kill them. Aha. Number four is taking their attack. First attack. Is um, a natural 20. Squiggly. On you. Okay. What was that number? Natural 20. Come on. I gotta figure out why Tearbot keeps stopping. There we go. Normal critical hit. Fourteen points of slashing damage. The bite. Nineteen. That'll hit. That's 10 points of piercing, and I need a con save. Okay. 22. All right. The stranger that appeared will move up to number four. Hit. Six plus four is ten. Second attack will miss horribly because I'm rolling the dice. Genevieve. All right. Seeing that number two has kind of moved into a weird position, um, Genevieve is going to switch focus and is going to pull out her Book of Shadows and after waving her hands a little bit and speaking the words uh, Total Bowl Arof uh, is going to launch a firebolt over at number one. Okay. There's a dirty 20. That'll hit. For three fire damage. That'll do them. Where's number one? Here it is. Yeah, number one is <coughs> And that'll make the Witch Bolt uh, disconnect from Genevieve and number two. Okay. Uh, Keto. Alright. I tried to hit him. Oh, God. 
That wasn't one. It's no, it uh... wasn't. Roll it again. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm like, no, no. I want this combat over. <laughs> uh, it's a 12 to hit. That'll hit. Oh, wow. Okay. Um... Eight points of uh, slashing, I guess. It's my cutlass. And take then... care of them. Oh, okay. I guess I won't do attack number two then. Because uh, that's probably too far to get to the next one. Uh, yep, the next one's 40. I guess she'll move 30 feet closer. Okay. We'll stop there. Okay, and then that's the end of her turn. Alright, Boomer, you are free. Oh, yeah! Okay! <laughs> In that case, we got one guy left. Uh, we are going to go ahead and uh, suit some Scorching Rays! Yeah! Yeah! Um, we will do it um, upcasted to third level. Right, you get four rays. Okay, so four of these guys. Let's see here. Okay. Um. Well, that's a twenty-nine. Um, the lowest of my four rolls is a uh, thirteen. Okay, they all hit. They're dead. They They've hit. had three hit points left. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit of overkill. <laughs> but that was a leveled spell. It was. It was. And by my calculations, we're up to number seven. We are. Um, that's cocked. Uh, completely cocked. That's another dice. Uh, I rolled a 13. Right. Now we're up to eight. <laughs> As we come out of combat, the stranger will step forward, slicing the heads off of the lichen corpses. Brother Dwarf, Sister Dwergar. Oh, well, hello there. I, I, and as I walk over, I, I sort of shrink back down to normal size. My hammer goes out. I am Jorvik. Nice to meet you. Aaron will just kind of nod. I am Sergeant Dauntless. Do you have the hearth key? Um. Karana's gonna look at Boomer's rig because he's the ones the he's the one that opened the chest. What's the heart key? It's a, a jewel encrusted key that pulses when it gets close to the hearth. Oh, Boomer's rig doesn't have anything like that. How, how, how did you open the chesty thing? I just opened it. Boomer's yeah. rig. I believe they're referring to the thing that you took from the chest when we. Before we walk down the stairs. Oh no, that's mine. That's mine. Mm, that's my key. Mm -mm -mm. No. 
Can, can we look at it? We don't want to touch it. We just want to look. Jorvik walks over to Bemerzerig and squats down next to him and puts an arm around him and goes, little buddy. You, you, you I'll show Jorvik. I can show Jorvik. Here it is, Jorvik. That's it. It's mine, though. You can look at it. But don't look at it. Does it look like what the guy is describing? No. It looks like a, a stamp that you would stamp documents with. Um, yeah, you know, it, what he's holding isn't jewel encrusted. It just looks like a stamp. Bumerzix. Bumerzix, precious. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe the time of the dawning was upon us. Come, let us have mead celebrate our victory and we will talk. As he walks by the next one, he just cuts the head off. Oh, oh. Ooh, I'll get this one. And Jorvik goes over and plays Gallagher with one of the heads. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of fun. Where foxes reanimate. Oh. What they do? Fireball! 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 Those didn't have heads. I just super careful. Oh, okay. That's the spirit. Crowd is Your slave bit. can come with us, nodding towards Boomer's rig. You think I'm a slave? You think Boomer's is a slave? Boomer's is the leader of the group. <laughs> He's not lying. He's our leader. You let a goblin lead you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They let the goblin lead them. Well, there's no way you all are here for the awakening then. You're not bloodhounds. Oh, no, no, no. We're not oh, bloodhounds. No. no, the quartermaster in Anvilhold sent us to deliver supplies, but then one of the boxes of supplies turned out to have a dude in it. And then that dude turned out to be a werewolf. And then his buddies attacked us on the road, and we killed them. And then there were the were-sheep things, and we killed them. And then we got here, and we got locked in a room. And then there was an attack, and night lasted way longer than it should. And we broke out of our room, and we killed the lichens. And then we went and made some sandwiches and some stew. Um, and then, and then, and then this nice person, and he points at Genevieve, showed up, and and then. Uh, a guy came out and died in front of us and gave us a, 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 a scroll thingy with dials on it, and we figured out the code, and we got the message that said, protect the hearth, and then we found the hearth, and then that asshole showed well, up. Found found the hearth. Boomerzerig did find the hearth. Very good. Okay. And when the thing opened, the tentacles came out, and it attacked Boomerzerig, and I threw my good magic knife at it, and my knife just evaporated, and I'm still mad about that. And I just want to get it clear. We are not heroes. Well, Obviously. No, we, well, we, it over to yeah. we, we might be heroes. A little bit of heroes. We, we are we looking, looking for heroes. Yeah, the heroes from Sword of Hope. We're looking for them. Have you seen them? Never heard of them. No. We Lord. were told they came to to this keep, though. I am not from this keep. I saw the beacon. I came. Corona's now going to look up. Y'all don't see anything. 
Hey, um, what's the what's the deal with the ethereal chains? And why did dwarves and dwergar build this place together? We'll answer that question over some mead. All right. Okay. He walks in. Go ahead. Uh, Genevieve will just very quietly kind of sink to the back and cast a sky self on herself so she looks like a, a regular elf again. After seeing the reaction to, go- to the goblin, she doesn't want to draw any attention to herself. Here is just mumbling to herself as she walks inside. She's she's mumbling in Dwergar undercommon. As you all are seated, a flagon of mead will be thrown down in front of you. He will unceremoniously sit at the head of the table, kicking his feet upon the table. Having a long drought. And sadly, because of my back, this is where we have to pause for the evening. But Patrick, you need to come back next week because this deals with Guinevere. Or Genevieve. <laughs> I'll have my pain meds next week, y'all, so I can go more. Yeah. Y'all are about to uncover one of the oldest secrets in Runa's Kesha. Ooh. No other party has uncovered it. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> I like secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, All right. the last party we had here got attacked by a banana fish and locked in a in a library that that shifted in time somehow. So, like, you know, whatever. And <laughs> mushroom spores. Fish are so tasty. <laughs> and the hallucinogenic mushroom spores. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then a very weird courtship started happening with a bizarre mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As I was going to say, we're going to remind people who we are, where they can find us, and we're going to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Alice, the voice of Karana, and you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky at Cap'n Cupcake. Hi, gamers. I persist in being Lot Clark, and uh, I have been Jorvik Bramblebeard, uh, your dwarven barbarian who gets big. And you can find me on the social medias at Lock Unruly. That's Lock with an H. Hello, everyone. It's me, Patrick, the voice of Genevieve, and you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. Hi, this is Ames. I was the voice of Ira, and you can find me on Twitter at Lolly G FIFO. Hi, everybody. This is Christina, the voice of Keto, and I can say no, there was no fisting in this episode. And you can find me on Twitter at Tia And I'm Dan, the voice of Umerzig, on Twitter at Ravenous Dan. And I'm Tears the DM, the world's okayest DM. Remember that love and inclusion are the torches that light a path to a better tomorrow. Come join us and be torchbearers. And until next time, live a life to make yourself proud. We love you guys.